It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your romantic relationships, work life, friendships, and parenting. Pregnancy, communication, sex, finances, we'll cover it all. Hey, what's up everyone? And welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast with me, your host, Hazel. Before we jump into our topic for today, I just wanted to say welcome, especially if this is your first time listening. I also wanted to give a special thank you to those of you who have decided to come back for more. I truly hope that whatever stage you're in in your life, whether dating, single, married, pregnant, or just trying to be the best you, that you'll enjoy the topic for today. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump right in because this is a topic that really sparks my interest. So how many of you have been asked this question? So when are you having kids? I'm sure we've all been asked it at some point in our adult lives. I've definitely been on the receiving end of this loaded question, and I have oftentimes found myself guilty of asking it to close family and friends. And honestly, I want to say that I am truly sorry if I have done this to you, because as a parent myself, I now understand that pressure that you start to feel when you're constantly being asked this question, especially if you're not ready to take that step either for yourself or within your relationship. So you know, as human beings, we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to accomplish certain goals. And one of those goals that quickly comes to my mind is, I'm going to be married by 23, have five kids. Okay, no, 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 not five, (laughs) maybe two. So I'm going to be married at 23, have two kids, live in my big house. And I'm not saying that you can't accomplish that goal by that age. All I'm saying is don't put the pressure on yourself to do that. Because as we all know, life has many twists and turns. And a lot of times the goals that we set out for ourselves, they don't necessarily go in the way that we want them to. We may eventually accomplish it, but just not on the path that we had all written out and planned out in our minds. So as we think about that, and as we grow and mature, we definitely start to develop our own sense of self. And because of that, our goals start to change. For some people or couples, having children may not be a part of their story, whether by choice or because of reasons out of their control. And, you know, as we reflect on October and it being Infant and Perinatal Loss Awareness Month, we have to consider those who are impacted by losing a baby or by those who are unable to conceive. You know, I was looking up some information, just doing some research, and I came across Star Legacy Foundation. And they have a website, and I saw some of the statistics that they had on there. 
And I said, wow, there are a lot of people who are impacted by infertility or by miscarriages or just the loss of the ability to be able to have a child. So some of those statistics say one in four women will lose a baby during pregnancy, delivery, or infancy. And then another statistic that stood out to me was one in 160 pregnancies will end in a stillbirth. Now, that is so sad. We have to look at this as a traumatic experience. Loss is a traumatic experience. And, you know, when you're so excited to finally be able to conceive or finally be able to have this child that not only you wanted for yourself, but like the world or society kind of dictates this is what you should be accomplishing. When when that's taken from you or when you're not able to experience that, the type of impact that it has on you psychologically, emotionally, for some people spiritually, you know, we have to take that into account. So we definitely have to be mindful of the ideas or assumptions that we are making about the lives of others when we ask this question, so when are you having kids? It causes people to feel like they should be accomplishing that goal in their life, even if it doesn't align with what they want for themselves or, you know, whether it's individually or as a couple. I came across this article written by Claire Kane Miller in the New York Times And it highlighted the top three reasons. Well, it highlighted lots of other reasons, but the top three reasons as to why people are not having children are a desire for more leisure time, not having a partner, and no desire to have children. These were among the top three reasons as to why people are not. And you know, like like I previously said, We also have to be aware of those being impacted by infertility and include them in this conversation and think about, you know, if you were in that person's shoe, if you had just, you know, lost your baby and someone came up to you and said, so when are you guys having kids? What's taking you so long? And they don't know the struggle that you're going through or the process that you've been through and how difficult the journey has been for you. It can cause you to feel less than it can affect your self-esteem and when we think about the process of conceiving and being able to carry a child and then give birth to a child that's an internal process that happens within a woman's body and when we start to feel like we're not able to accomplish this one thing that every woman should be able to do the impact that that then has on your psyche it's tremendous and it starts to impact other areas of your life. It starts to impact your romantic relationship. It starts to impact your friendships, you know, especially if you have other friends and they're pregnant and they're successfully giving birth to, you know, their babies. On one hand, you want to truly feel happy and excited for them. But then on the other hand, you have your own feelings as it relates to the loss that you have experienced or that you continue to experience. So we definitely want to be more sensitive around asking this question and being mindful of our own goals and our own assumptions and our own biases and how 
we are pushing that off on other people when we ask this question. So when we look at some more data, according to the Office on Women's Health, about 10% of women in the United States, ages 15 to 44, have difficulty getting pregnant or staying pregnant. That is 6.1 million women. That's a lot of people, let me just say. So as a society, we need to become more aware of the impact our expectations through our questions and sometimes our statements has on the lives of others. Now get this and hear me loud. When you ask this question, so when are you having kids? What's taking so long? You are not entitled to an answer. Let me say that again. When you ask this question, be very aware that you are not entitled to an answer. You should definitely be there for whether it's family, friends, co-workers, you should definitely be there for them and support them throughout their journey, but you should allow them to invite you in because like I said before, this is a very intimate part of a person's life. So here are two tips that I can provide to you. Okay, so number one is be genuinely curious. And I want you to recognize that the key word here is genuinely. Don't ask with the intent to be nosy or to gossip. Don't go to a couple that you know or an individual that you know, ask the question about when are they settling down and having kids, and then you take that information and you run to someone else and say, hey, I think they're having issues in their marriage or in a relationship because they said that they're not ready to have any kids. No. You need to also be aware of how your expectations and beliefs are guiding the questions that you are asking the, you know, these people, your family and your friends. Some ways in which you can engage in that conversation with them in a non-judgmental, keeping the expectations out of it type of way would be saying stuff like, so what's the next step for you? Where do you see yourself or yourselves in the next five years? Have you thought about if you want to have kids? How do you feel about having children? Asking questions like these allows you to remain curious about learning their goals as a couple versus telling them what you think they should be doing currently or in the future as it relates to having kids. And I think that this is so important because we, like I said before, we don't want to pressure people into having kids before they're ready. And we also don't know what their story, what their journey has been. So we want to be respectful of that. So being genuinely curious is tip number one. So number two, what do you think it is? Be respectful. Whatever their response is to your attempt to be genuinely curious, respect it. And like I said before, childbearing, conceiving, that's an intimate part of a person's life, couple's experience, and we want to be as respectful as we possibly can. 
And sometimes it might even be best to just allow them to invite you into that conversation. Allow them to come to you and say, hey, you know, we've really been enjoying, and this is just an example, hey, we've really been enjoying, you know, traveling and hanging out and really getting to know each other. And we both think that we're in a place where we're ready to consider having kids. At that point, you can start to ask those previous questions that I talked about. Well, when do you guys see that happening? Being there for them in the manner that they request and not in the manner that you think they need you to be. So that's very important. Be respectful. Be mindful that everyone is in a different place in terms of transparency and their willingness to be vulnerable with you. It doesn't mean that they don't value you or your relationship. It just means that you have to respect that invisible boundary that they have put in place as it relates to the topic of kids and their journey. Like I said before, and I might say this a few more times before this episode is over, but this is an intimate part of a person's life. So we want to respect it, respect it, respect it. All right, so now we're going to change sides and we're going to flip over to if you're the one on the receiving end of that question. Now, if I can be real with you for just a second, the non-therapist side of me would tell you to tell those people asking the question, mind your business, please, and thank you. (laughs) However, the professional side of me will provide you with these two tips on how you can handle when this question comes up. And the question that we're talking about is, so when are you guys going to have kids? Number one, determine what you want to share with others. Point blank period. It's honestly really that simple. Once you decide how much of your journey you're willing to share with others, you'll feel less anxious when the questions do come up. This makes me think of If you're, you know, like a newlywed or you're in a relationship and you invite people over to your house or, you know, to your apartment, wherever you're living, you have your bedroom door closed and it's just understood that guests do not enter that area. Only if you invite them, maybe the bathroom's in there and they need to go. Okay, fine. You invited them. But people just know You don't enter the master bedroom or you don't wander around someone's house unless they give you permission to do so. So it's the same thing when we think about our parenthood journey. You decide what people know and what they don't know. If you're single, maybe you can write down some statements that you'd like to say if the question is asked. You could give a simple response like, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. I'm just enjoying living my life right now by myself and getting to know who I am. And that's perfectly fine because you have the right to do that if that's what works for you. If you're in a relationship, you can come up with a list together. Doing this could provide you with some insight on some of those topics that you may not have discussed yet 
as it relates to becoming a parent or being a parent. You know, something fun could be what are some names that we like or what do we think about extended family and how how do we want that to play into our idea of where we want to set our family up? What kind of birthing experience would you like to have? You know, some of those questions you guys can kind of talk about. And by doing that, you might learn some new things about each other that you didn't know. So you can definitely do that, work together and have those discussions so that when the question does come up, you're not almost like a deer caught in headlights. You're able to answer it in a way that is comfortable for you and that allows you to, you know, maintain that relationship in the manner in which you would like to. So. Number one is determine what you would like to share with others. Number two, live your life. Regardless of what other people or your family think about your decision, be comfortable with it. It's your life. You know what's best for you. Accept that no one else should be allowed to come in and dictate when you should have a child, how early in life you should have a child. I mean, There are so many pressures that we place on ourselves because of cultural norms, societal norms, our parents' beliefs about what we should be doing. There is just pressure coming from so many sides and you have to be confident in you and what is best for your life, your relationship, your marriage, and the phase that you're in. Once you give yourself that permission to live for you, you will start to feel less worried about what other people have to say. You will start to just feel this sense of freedom in knowing that you are setting your own rules and you are going to the beat of your own drum and that is okay. So number two, live your life. So the bottom line here is respect your journey, choose what you want to share, and be confident in your decisions. Remember that you know what's best for you. Everyone's journey is different and that's okay. And be comfortable living your life in a way that works for you if you're single, in a way that works for you if you're married, in a way that works for you if you're in a committed relationship. I truly hope that you enjoyed the topic for today and that you've been able to have one or two takeaways from what was discussed. Be sure to like, share, and leave your positive comments in support of this podcast. If there's a topic that you would like for me to discuss, send it to my inbox on my Instagram handle at It's Apparently Time. That's I-T-S. A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. Once again, thanks for listening in and hanging out with this melanin queen, keeping it real.